Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. We are continuing, believe it or not, to talk about calendaring, if that's actually a word. But believe it or not, Jordan and I don't have all the answers. And there's different approaches to ministry beyond just what you've been hearing so far this week. And we're going to talk a little bit about the different approaches that people have when it comes to laying out their ministry. And I think, Jordan, one of the bigger ways and areas that we see this in is with different levels of employment when it comes to ministry. Like you and I are both full time, but I think of people who are part time or who are volunteer or who are uh, voluntold in ministry right now Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out the best way to proceed forward and trying to just figure this whole thing out and not sure uh, what this looks like and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, different ways uh, that you might find valuable as you look forward to this year, um, different ways for you to plan out. Maybe you're in the middle of the year right now as you listen to this. I know how podcasting works. You listen to back episodes. You you got to catch up every once in a while. So maybe you're in the middle of October right now and you're like, man, I should have been doing this. It's not too late to plan out the rest of the year. Just take some time. You got to do it. You should do it. But we're going to be talking about different approaches here as we get into today's episode. So, Jordan, out of the outline that we have in front of us, is there any way that particularly strikes your fancy that you want to start off with? Uh, I think with that intro, we could probably talk a little bit about um, recognizing people who might not be in a context of full-time ministry like we are and and some things that are available to them. And I know we've talked about this before, uh, but... One of the options that you can use, even if you are in full-time ministry, uh, would be using uh, something that's kind of prepackaged for you. And and as you're looking at your your year, um, I think this does touch on something we talked about before, because I know we've covered scope and sequence, probably even last August or something, looking at the new school year. Uh, but it's it's not an illegitimate approach to take something that a ministry has created. There's going to be work involved with that, obviously, but that does allow mm-hmm. you to kind of schedule out your year and figure out like, okay, we're going to, um, we're going to be covering this topic on these weeks and different things like that, and and that I think can give you a sense of maybe not calm, but I think it helps just to process and prepare yourself for what's coming, and and just mm-hmm. be be ready, I guess, would be the big thing, um, to have a plan in place. And I know that that decision anxiety, not anxiety, uh, decision weariness, where you're just tired of making choices, uh, that's a real thing. And I think taking some of that off your plate can be a helpful approach. And, and so if you're looking at that, a lot of these companies that you can go through for the curriculum will have done a lot of 
uh, intentional research and planning on having something that's covering a pretty broad scope and sequence. So you will be able to hit all these different topics and stuff. And so you can look for, uh, as you're looking for a curriculum, what is what is something that matches or includes these core areas that I'm looking for. And you can look into this uh, pretty well. And, and yes, we again would affirm that everything that you use uh, of that will have to be something that you go over and you evaluate and um, edit beforehand. Don't just like read it raw because your students, yeah. you know your you students. You should, right. <laughs> you should what? That, that's such a danger. Well, I'm just thinking like the danger of just plug and play. Like, like I think sometimes when people are, sh are looking for advice, like on these youth worker pages, trying to find like, hey, try to find this curriculum uh, on this topic for this age group and this gender and this demographic and this is where we live. Like, is there anything on, uh, I can't think of a topic off the top of my head, but we're looking for a study for junior high girl, inner city girls, low income that are, and then they, they get so specific where it's, you know, no one really knows your group like you do. And mm -hmm. the danger of just plugging and playing without reading, I mean, that's easy, but that's also really dangerous, you know, because and it could also like you can sneak some heresy in that you don't catch or just something that other church leaders might be like, mm, no. So in our context, you would probably find stuff that talks about baptism as symbolic quite a bit. And that's not mm -hmm. necessarily true to the Lutheran confession. So just being aware of some of those things. Right. Well, and a lot of times, too, like as these larger groups write these curriculums, they're very much geared for larger groups or they're very oriented towards a small group setup. And maybe that's not the way your ministry looks like right now. So there's always going to be some adaptations that you need to make. And we're not saying that using curriculum is bad. I mean, some people have, I mean, they're just not particularly great at writing lessons. And I think Jordan and I, I think Jordan, would, I'm, I'm not going to speak for you, but maybe I am. <laughs> some people would <laughs> Here say we go that anyway. about me as well. Yes. Well, I think Jordan and I aren't saying that you need to write every lesson that you do, but the, the, the way that they market this is so that you can focus on relational ministry. Hey, let us worry about the teaching and content. You just work, worry about building relationships and cause that's what really matters. And, you know, I think knowing your group, the relational ministry informs how you present that, that theology right? The mm -hmm. doctrinal teachings of scripture. Like, like I said, no one knows your group like you do. So if you're looking for a specific content, study scripture on your own, you know, come up with something, maybe uh, find somebody to help you process this with, um, or, or to even find like, to find a curriculum that's close to what you're looking for, but then to go that little extra step and turn it into something that speaks especially to your group. I think that's what we're trying to get at as we talk about this. Sure. Yeah. I don't know, Jordan, did I speak for you well, or do you want to add or change something that I said? No, uh, that's mostly accurate. I know dealing with some of that content stuff, my frustration just tends to be like, I spend so much time, like I, some, sometimes I can be really critical of stuff and be like, there's like nothing here. Like this is just child stuff. You know, and so well, sometimes I, that's true. Sometimes, sometimes it's true. just nothing. But then I'm sure if I were to like read something that I wrote later and then just like came back to it a couple of years, it's like, <laughs> this was poppycock. You know, what was. And then I was like, oh, I wrote that. Okay. Um, 
So, but part of it's just uh, because like if, if I'm writing an outline, then I, I know what I'm thinking as I'm preparing it and that doesn't translate well over history. So like you take a couple mm-hmm. years away from doing the outline, you're like, okay, this doesn't seem like there's much here when in the moment there was a lot, but yeah. So that's, that's one legitimate approach of, of handling, planning out a year, you know, getting a curriculum that kind of takes care of that for you. Some of it's going to be uh, online that can, you just drag and drop lessons and stuff. Uh, some might be just printed stuff that you, that you fit in there. Um, another approach to do planning out the, the content for the year is kind of what Dan alluded to last time. Uh, but I think you could, you can really do it blocking off times based off of programs or series. So like you could say September into October is going to be uh, our time where we focus on um, sacraments. And then you could do a series on the Ten Commandments. And then you could do a series on, uh, I'm trying to make this not sound like confirmation. (laughs) So like the Lord's Prayer, because it's kind of how our confirmation is broken up. Um, Welcome to the lock-in. We're going to watch Charlton Heston. There you go. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Or you could do, you know, a a block that's on relationships. I think that's kind of a common one. And there you get into a lot Mm. of more topical things. But like you approached to last time, too, you can intentionally do a block on on a book of scripture. um, But there and you have the challenge of there's there's plenty of smaller epistles that will work as kind of a smaller block. but you don't want to be like every year we're covering Titus um, at the same time. So, cause there's, you, there's, can do, there's, you can do that every six years. You could, there's just a six year rotation. A lot of other books we want to cover too. Like all of scripture is right. there for a reason. There, there's good things in numbers. There's good things in, uh, well, judges is really a book that teenage boys love. Um, there's so much violence and gore and and crazy fighting and stuff Mm. and you also get to talk about prostitutes and different things and uh boys having long hair and all sorts of things uh (laughs) but so i mean just that's an approach that you can take too. like get the calendar in front of you and you can schedule out like this is kind of what we want to cover this season this season this season like you you mentioned last week right well, and I think too, like, gosh, what was it? There was a ministry I was hearing about where they, um, every year, tradition held that uh, the month of February would be a month where they talked about relationships and the importance of purity. And here's the way God designed us to be um, as men and women. And on the Wednesday or the the time that they met that was closest to Valentine's Day, they would have the St. Valentine's Day dodgeball massacre. Which like that is the <laughs> most awesome title of anything I've ever heard. Like that's amazing, and the, I mean the kids loved it. But at, at the same time, right? They they were able to plan. This month we're talking about this. This month we're talking about this. And sometimes you can find curriculum that's based off of this, right? It goes into six to eight month blocks. Like I think Grow really does this well. The thing that I I mean I'm not trying to bash any thing about any particular ministry. But again, just being really careful as you're looking at this, making sure that you're getting to the gospel, making sure that the gospel is being presented loud and clear. If you do this, right, and recognizing if you program and plan your ministry off of this series format, that you you do so in a way that 
kind of makes sense because scripture jumps around as far as themes go and you can almost give your students theological whiplash and now we're this way and now we're over here and to be able to flow from one series into the next and to even prayerfully think about like here's a rough idea and i I think of like times when we've done like pastorally planning sermon series where we just kind of hit pause and say I think we just need to pause and talk about what's going on right now and, and to and to just take some time off and to say, we're going to talk about this for a little bit. We'll come back to the series, but we're just going to talk about this for a couple of weeks. And we do that, right? So having the flexibility to, again, to have that option to pursue. Yeah. I think is beneficial. Like if you're, if you're going through a book like, if you're going through a book like Timothy, that's great. You know, and go for it. But then, if if something happens, like uh, somebody uh, has, there's a death by suicide at the local school, and you want to talk about that with your students, right? You have the option as the leader to be able to hit pause and say, "Tonight, we're just going to do some R and R. We're going to just spend time together. We're going to talk. We're going to pray a lot. We're going to worship, but we're going to talk about this a little bit." Right. And you know. You have that option. So it's not like, no, the program, the series, what, what it's going to throw our timeline. You know, it's, it's not the end of the world. You know, we're just be flexible, um, move on and, and just plan accordingly. Right. You want to remember that it's a tool to accomplish a goal. It's not mm-hmm. the goal itself. Um, let's see another opportunity. This one might be a little bit different, probably not too popular, but it is something that you, that could be done. And maybe in the context of, um, in the context of an approach that does have more of a unit thing going on or a series is you could have a series where the students are joining with the adults too. You know, there's, um, maybe the Mm -hmm. adults are going through something that, would be an interesting thing for the students to jump in on for, for a select period of time. And that could be something that allows for intergenerational connection. It could be something that allows for uh, the adults to see students in that spiritual context where they're able to contribute. Uh, it has to be done well because, you know, you put students with a, lunch, a bunch of elderly people, they might be a lot more quiet than they are in youth group setting, but to encourage them to share because I think that sometimes our adults miss seeing the depth that our students can engage in some of this on since they're separate. So they don't see one of the students like really wrestling with uh, the implications of sanctification in this area. But you're seeing that happen. So if you can join these things together, that's that's an interesting possibility as well. You know, something that could be done throughout the calendar. Um, and at this point, I'm kind of just like, reaching for what potential other ways of planning out your year could show up. Uh, so I'm sure there's a lot that could fit in here because I'm just not as very creative. Um, but mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a possibility. Any, any other kind of harebrained ones that you could think of that haven't necessarily been implemented by you, but could be a legitimate thing of planning out a calendar. Um, I think there's, I'm just thinking of the different times and I, planning out the calendar. No, I mean, all the things that I'm thinking of are just the different ways that ministries were structured. Like um, when I was out in Stanley, North Dakota for seminary internship, like they met once a month or so for their youth group. 
So that made it easier because they didn't have a full-time youth worker there or a volunteer or anything. So it made it easier to plan out the year just saying we're going to meet once a month on this Sunday for a few hours. There's going to be lunch and that's, you know, that's going to be it. There's going to be a game. There's going to be a Bible study. There's going to be lunch and then everybody's free to hang out. But then they also had that relational opportunity, I think, where um, they connected with a lot of the students as often as they could during that confirmation time so that they were able to have that kind of relational capital throughout the, the rest of the time when they're not meeting formally as a quote-unquote youth ministry. So it's, I guess it's just being aware of where your church is at ministry-wise, um, what you're prepared to do, um, what people are prepared to offer as far as their time goes, because I'm thinking again of the, the, the volunteer youth worker out there who just doesn't have time and they've got a family of their own and they're already look, kind of looking forward. It's a Sunday and they're trying to figure out, um, I got youth group tonight, this youth ministry thing, and then I'm just on into the next work week. Um, you know, we want to try and help you, especially if that describes you. We want to try and help you be as efficient as possible, and, and hopefully this is. But um, as far as other harebrained ideas or ways to plan out the year, um, I mean, there's a really bad idea of just shoot from the hip, whatever. <laughs> from week after week <laughs> kind of and i'm going to say antithetical to the planning part of this but yeah. don't do it right so here's here's a different question yeah. um would you ever get to a place where you shifted from weekly to bi-weekly or like every other week and if so what would be what would be behind that it might be something we try next summer doing something bi-weekly where we just say, because it's slower, because people are traveling, because of summer sports and recreation and other things like that, there's work. We're just going to try things every other week because that's just where our kids are at. This is where their focus is at. This is, they still want to come. They still want to hang out, but this kind of gives them a little bit of a, a leeway, a little bit of grace period. Instead of trying to find somebody to fill in their shift every Wednesday, it's every other Wednesday or every other Sunday or something like that to be able to say, because it's slower, because it's less intense, we'll do every other week. So there's, I think, some value in maybe considering that for, for us for next summer. But um, you know, our, our kids, our core group really likes getting together on a weekly basis. So um, especially during the school year. But um, the other thing that I, I've been thinking of too is um, – when you talk about joining with the adults, right, there's almost this mentality, and I, I want to speak carefully here and, and just try and be objective as possible. But when you come up to a season like Advent or Lent, if you've got a midweek ministry where your church is coming at this from the approach of saying, hey, everybody all together, no matter what, we'll just hit pause on whatever children's ministry, whatever youth ministry you have, we'll just hit pause and we'll hit unpause um, after the school year starts up again at, at the new year, right? So you hit pause for Advent, you hit pause for Lent or whatever other seasons you have, you lose a lot of momentum in that. So maybe you can plan the calendar in a way where you involve the students more with the Advent service, or maybe the Advent service reflects more of what you're trying to accomplish or how you carry out the youth ministry. You know, to be able to say, um, 
I think in my church that I grew up at up in Glendon, they had during Lent, I want to say, I think my parents were talking about during Lent, they had during the Lenten service, kind of that children's object lesson, there was a, a song with actions, right? So kind of a <laughs> camp song where it's the whoop, 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 you know, clapping and all these different uh, gestures and things like that. It's like, was it uncomfortable? Yeah, because it's not exactly something you're used to, but That's the right. kids really liked it. That's very and, Lentish. You know, I could just like just get up and sing about, you know, in the beginning God made the seas and everything. <laughs> you couldn't do as that we're, like, approaching, Lent. <laughs> as we're approaching like this somber time of reflection. On, yeah. But it's, it, but it's that. <laughs> but it's then they had a time where the kids broke off and did their discussion and the adults broke off and had their discussion that was a little more intense and in-depth on what the topic was. Sure. So you still had you you still had that time where you could honor what was going on with the midweek ministry while not taking away that momentum. So I think that's maybe that's kind of that idea that we can that I was trying to circle around. Sure. Um, that yeah. other harebrained idea we, we were talking about. <laughs> I was, I've been trying to think through, too, what every other week would look like. Because like I mentioned earlier, we, we're at a place where it might be time to consider having a, a separate middle school and high school group. And the challenge mm. that I'm running into is if it was every other week, um, there's that momentum that even even just remembering, like, what night's my night, you know? Um, because as soon as you start adding variables, I think it's easy for things to get mixed up. Um, but I know for a volunteer, like if, if that's a pattern that you're right. in, that just might make it more accessible for you too. So feel that there's a permission. I think, I think a church is going to be grateful that there's someone who's willing to step up and volunteer their time and put something on. If it's every <laughs> other week, it's better than not having Absolutely. anything. So, um, don't consider it a loss if not. And, and one of the considerations for the other week approach too, is just recognizing, how busy our students are. Um, and I, I try to be conscientious of that as I plan out the year too, not just to do something for the sake of having something to keep them busy. But um, so I don't know if that would make it easier for them or more challenging because, you know, it goes back to that time illustration of what's in your jar. And I think that's the original context of that story, what you fill your time with. And, you know, even if you bumped it back to make it a little bit less of a demand, I think, students would still choose other things but i don't know something something that i'm processing as i'm trying to figure out my life out so there you go you're right. you're in the mind of jordan right now it's a scary place to be oh no it's a dark place there's a large closet over there with dad jokes that we will actively avoid as we close out today speaking <laughs> of no 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 speaking no, of... no 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 so if if someone who was incarcerated had to take their own mugshot, would that be a selfie? Because it's in their cell. Well, Is thanks it? for listening, everybody. It's been great. May God bless your ministry. We're going to end this before Jordan is able to give us any more of those. So go in peace. Continue to schedule prayerfully and may, seek God's wisdom as you plan out this upcoming year, as you continue to go and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. 
You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.